Alright, so God has not actually God has not called us to live a normal life. The life of a believer is not a normal it's not a normal life. The life of a believer is a supernatural life. Are you listening to me? The life God has called the believer to live is a supernatural life. It is not an ordinary life. Okay? It, 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 is, it is something different from the kind of life people actually are living in this world. And, 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 and God has actually called us to live an extraordinary life and, and, and a supernatural life. And you see, one thing is this extraordinary life, this supernatural life looks stupid to the people of the world. Alright? It looks stupid to the people of the world. Yeah, because the people of the world have a pattern, okay? So you were born, you went to pre-nursery pre school, you went to nursery, you went to primary school, you went to secondary school, your junior secondary school, you went to your senior secondary school, you wrote your Wayek, you wrote your JAM, you wrote your post you get your admission, you study the, the course of your choice, probably let's use medicine, you study medicine, you spent years in medical school, you come out, you became a certified doctor, and, and you get a good job, and you get married either to a husband or to a wife, you bear children, and that is it. And the moment you get children, the next thing you are expecting is to get old. And, and, and according to the world system, according to the world, this is, a, this, is a, this is a beautiful life, you know, because you've gotten everything you want, you've gotten a job, you've gotten a degree. In the future, you might also decide to go for a master's degree or you might decide to go for a PhD degree. You've gotten all the degrees you want and, and, and you have a beautiful home, you have beautiful children, you have a good husband and, 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 and that's all. That's all. So in the mind of the world, that is the best life you can ever live because you are you are getting a good job. You are saving for your retirement. You are saving for your old age. Your children are well trained in high school, so your children also follow the same trend. And that is it. And that's the pattern which many people are following. That's the pattern many people are living by. So it's a normal life, man. I want to be this. I want to be a doctor. But there is more to that. There is more to that. There is more to that. God has called us to live a supernatural life. There is a purpose for everything. Exactly that there is a time and purpose for what? Everything under the sun. There is a time when there is a purpose. There was an intention in the mind of God when He created you. There was a solution. There was a problem He saw and He saw you fit to be created to solve that problem. You are a solution to something God wants to accomplish. You are a, 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 a solution or, or you, are the thing, you are the thing needed for what God wants to achieve. There is something God wants to achieve and you are the only thing that can achieve that. So God created you to accomplish something. You were accomplished to achieve something. You were, you were created to achieve a purpose. There is more to life. I refuse to live an ordinary life. I refuse to live an ordinary life. Ah, There is a reason I was created and I must find it. That should be our aim. That should be our purpose. 
That should be our desire. That should be our longing. That there is something God has made for me and I have to fulfill that. You are not here by a mistake. Neither way are you here by chance. There is something God has actually created you for. There is a need God has of you. And, and, and the thing is that you have been wired, you have been constructed, you have been structured in a way that you fit into that purpose of God. And, and the irony of life is that many people focus on the natural life, but yet they forget about the purpose for their existence. And some people who are aware that they need to find purpose are actually finding it in the wrong place. You can't discover purpose in the, in, in the four rooms of in the classroom. Your teacher cannot disclose your purpose to you. The purpose of a thing is revealed by the creator of that thing. Do we understand? So the purpose of the keyboard was actually declared by who? The person who invented what? Keyboard. If the inventor of the keyboard did not tell us the purpose of creating a keyboard or for inventing a keyboard, probably using a keyboard as a table for writing. Or probably using a keyboard for something else, maybe as a shelf or something else. But the reason why we know what to do with the keyboard is because the creator or the inventor of the keyboard actually told us the purpose of the keyboard. The only way we can find purpose, the only way we can understand what our purpose, what our assignment, what our destiny is, is by going to the one who created us. Only he can rightly tell us what our purpose is. Amen. So we're created for something bigger. We're created for something mightier. We're created for something that has eternal value. And that has eternal relevance. The normal life will only just give you results here on earth. The normal life will only just yield you profit here on earth. But has no eternal value. <laughs> has no eternal relevance. Only if you step into that which God has called you to do. Only if you pick up that thing, that cross which God has made for you to carry. Only then would you have eternal value. Remember, our life here on earth is not the end. We have an eternal life. We have an eternal home. We have an eternal destination where we are going to. And, and the things we do on earth here are actually the investments for that kingdom. So fulfilling your purpose is you laying up treasures in heaven. Absolutely following me. Now, quickly, I would like us to look at this scripture. It says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If everyone, if anyone loves the world, 
the love of the father is not in him verse 16 for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father but is of the world and the world is passing away and the lust of it now it says but he who does the will of god does what abide it forever he who does what the will of the lord of, of god right abides what forever wow wow so he said that he who does the will of the lord of sorry, the will of god abides what forever so it's either you are doing the will of god or you are doing the will of what the world did you get that so it's either you are doing the will of god or you are doing what the will of the world and what is the will of the world the three things that influence the will of the world is what the loss of what the eyes the other what the flesh and what the pride of life and these three things are what the devil has been using to keep people to live a normal life are you listening to me are you listening to me now at the garden of eden eve fell because of what the loss of the eyes the loss of the eyes because the bible says after the serpent has spoken to her the bible said she's and then she saw now all this while she didn't see that the fruit was good for eating until the devil spoke and fed her with what the loss of the eyes so she looked and she saw it was until the moment that the eye the loss of the eyes had gained influence or had gained supremacy over her that she saw the loss of the eyes also the devil used this th same three tricks or the same three tools against our lord jesus christ when he was tempted when you read matthew chapter 4 the first one he said what if thou be what the son of god do what turn these stones to what bread now he used two in that first temptation he used what the pride of life he always said if thou be the son of god so he wanted just to show off yes i am the son of god let me just i think that's my point then again he used what the loss of the flesh because jesus was hungry so he used the pride of life so he wanted jesus to show off i am the son he said if you are the son just okay i want to show that i am the son so he just had done that was doing it out of pride to show off that yes i am the son like you rightly said because the devil was questioning his identity the devil was questioned because prior to that time jesus had been baptized and the dove from heaven came up to him and said this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased and immediately the holy spirit took him to the wilderness and the devil is coming so the first temptation the devil was doing was to attack or to question his identity in order to provoke the pride of life did you, did you get that so the devil was doing what questioning his identity in order to do what provoke the pride of life in him so just now said yes i am the son of god we are slow become bread and at the same time 
it would have been given to us the loss of what? The flesh. So the devil was corny enough at this, if Jesus does not fall for the pride of life, he will fall for the loss of the flesh because he was hungry at that time. And what did Jesus tell him? Jesus says, man shall not live by what? Bread alone. But by every way that does what that proceeds from the Father. So the devil took him again. And took him to a high pinnacle of a temple. And told him to throw himself. He says, because it is written, for he shall give what? His angels charge over you. Now, what was he trying to do again? He was actually also trying to provoke or, or the, the, the what? The pride of life. He said, oh, I am the son of God. If I fall, I know they just catch me. You understand? The devil wanted him to show off. He said, he said, throw yourself away for you. Do you understand? Throw yourself away. So he wanted just to show himself that, yes, I am the son of God. I can jump. And yet, they just will catch me. I can even jump and suspend in the air. Now that invoked the pride of what? Life in Jesus. But what did Jesus say? Jesus said, Thou shalt not what? Tempt the Lord thy God. Then finally he took him to a very high mountain. And he said, and he said to him, he said, Look. The Bible says, He showed him the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said, If you bow to me, I will give you all this. Now the devil tried to invoke what? The loss of the eyes and what? The loss of the flesh. See, the loss of the eyes and the loss of the flesh work hand in hand. Because when you when when when, when you have lost it with your eyes, your flesh begins to demand. It's like it's like watching pornography. When you start watching it, you are normal. But there's a point that you have gotten so lost into watching it. Now your body begins to do what? demand so most times the loss of the flesh is actually a response to the loss of the eye do do, do you get what I'm trying to say here so most times the loss of the flesh is actually a response to what the loss of the eyes the name of Jesus. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing can test to heal. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. And today, the devil has not changed. He's still using those same tools. The loss of the eyes, the loss of the flesh, and the pride of life. He is still using those 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 tools. But this time he has repackaged it. He has repackaged it in such a way that it becomes more enticing. And what has he done? He has repackaged it and he's using the social media and the entertainment world to spread this. And, and he has raised for himself agents. And we call these agents, we call them what? Celebrities. And these ones now are trying to make us to live a normal life. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll explain this to us. Now, 
these celebrities he has given them so much wealth he has given them so much wealth he has given them personalities to be they, they are being celebrated because the bible just says that the world will love its own he said but the world will hate you because you're not of the world he said if the world have hated your master they will hate you so now because these people have given themselves to do the beating of the devil he gives them wealth he gives them fame and these people are celebrated now and he has strategically positioned them in the media and because of this many people are beginning to lost after what they see in their life he has given them a lifestyle whereby they have money they have flashy cars they have jewelry their jewelries they 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 they, they, they wear the finest clothes they drive the finest cars they live in the biggest mansions and 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 and, and they are portraying a message that life is only for enjoyment are you listening to me so now they are, they are portraying a life that life is only for what enjoyment so all that there is to about life is what enjoyment and but, but, but when you look at this you look at it listen carefully listen carefully when, when you look at it well these things are breeding the loss of the eyes the loss of the flesh and the pride of life in those in the people in their followers in the people now young ladies and young guys are actually modeling their life according to the pattern of these people I, I, I follow you carefully now now because of their wealth because of their wealth and their extravagant life and their glamorous life many of the youths and trust me the target is the youths and the teenagers the young adults and the youths and the teenagers now because of their lifestyle many youths have you to lost the lust of the eyes because of what they see because of what they see the flashy cars the the, the well made hair the makeup the the the, 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 the plastic surgery their physique their, their hips their, their so many people are doing what losting because of what they see right and because of what they see there is a trigger or there's a triggering of the lust of the flesh why? They want to be like them. They want to be like them. Just like Sabbath told Eve, he says, that, that, that when the moment you eat this fruit, you shall be like the most high. Man, no because God knows that in the day that you eat of this fruit, you will be like him. Do you see what he was doing there? The lot of her eyes is triggering what? The loss of what? Her flesh. So they see the celebrities, celebrities driving private, flying on private jets, driving flashing cars, spreading money, going to the club. See, the reason why the club is a profitable business is because this celebrity has portrayed that enjoyment is by going to the club. And so you see many youths every Friday night going to the club. The loss of the eyes, the loss of the flesh. Now these celebrities are encouraging, they, 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 they are having sex Anyhow, and now they are encouraging that premarital sex is not is not important. They are encouraging that it is normal to have sex outside of marriage. And what do we have? What do we see in the world today? We see young people doing that because they have seen because of the loss of the eyes. Now their flesh is demanding that they do the same. They have made it. They have made cheating 
in a relationship and in marriage a normal thing. They have made it become like it is normal to cheat. You can't avoid it. You can't help it. Some of them are beginning to pass the message of the feminist agenda. The feminist. And now young women don't want to obey the Bible that says, Why? Submit to your husband. I refuse to be patterned according to their ways. The Bible is my pattern. When was the last time an average young girl went to the Bible to look at the lifestyle of Esther, Deborah, Ruth? Rather, they are patterning their lives with the lives of the Kim Kardashians, with the Token Makiwas, and the others. The loss of the eyes, the loss of the flesh, and the pride of life. Now, this is where the pride of life comes in. They want to be as famous as they are. I'll break it down for you. Now, they are looking at those celebrities, okay? And they're lost with what? Their eyes, right? And it's tricking what? The loss of their flesh. That is to do. Now, when they, when they actually, the loss of the flesh is actually triggered. When the loss of the flesh is actually triggered, they go on and do what? Do the same thing. So you go to the social media now. You have young girls and young guys doing the same thing those celebrities are doing. Why? Because they want to get the same fame. The pride of life. They want to get the same fame so that they too can raise their shoulders. They want to get the same fame so that they can be well known. The pride of life. <laughs> and and when we read the verse 16 of 1 John chapter 2 says, For all the, uh, for all that is in the world, the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, and the pride of life. He said, It's not of the Father. But of the world. <laughs> if you are a believer and you are patterning your life, you're patterning your life according to these three things, according to the world standard, it is not of the Father. You are not of the Father. He says the Lord of the, the love of the Father is not in you. He says if you love the world and the things of the world, if you love the world and the things of the world, he says the love of the Father is not in you. The love of the Father is not in you. So we have many youth spend their time on social media following these people, but spend less time in the Bible following the apostles, following the Matthias, following the patriots. And we have young people who do not want to be uh, associated with the biblical character or with the biblical personality. No young, majority of the young girls you meet out there and you ask them, would you like to be like Esther? They'll tell you, hell no. Sorry for using that word. You tell do you want to be like Deborah? Do you want to be like uh, 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 Naomi? Do you want to be like Ruth? Do you want to be like Sarah? Do you want to be like Mary? They'll tell you, no. In fact, some of them who were giving Christian names from birth has actually changed their names. Maybe the normal. No, I, I want to live an abnormal life. 
Because if the life which the people are in the world are living is called normal, then I want to live an abnormal life. I want to live a life patterned like that of Paul, like that patterned after Peter, like that patterned after Stephen, like that patterned after Timothy, like that patterned after Matthew, Luke and John. Like David, how did David fall? David saw the loss of the eye. He saw Bathsheba beating and the loss of the eye took over him. Which triggered what? The loss of the flesh. And when she was pregnant, in order for that thing not to tarnish his image, ah, the pride of life, he decided that the husband be killed. The Bible says, We are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. We are not ignorant. No wonder. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 4. I think, let's check it out. And, and, and this is how you prevent the loss of the eye, the loss of the flesh, and the pride of life. Yeah, Proverbs 4 verse 20. It says, my son, give attention, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Because when the word of God or the law of God is in your eyes, there is no room for the loss of the eyes. He says, keep them in the midst of your heart. He says, for it is what? Life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. So it means that the loss of the flesh will not come up. And that says, keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it flows what? The issues of what? Psalm 119 verse 9 says how can a young man cleanse his way and he answers he says by taking heed according to your word verse 9 of Psalm 119 he says how can a young man cleanse his ways he says by taking heed According to your word, and verse 11 now says, Oh, no, verse 10, let's go verse 10. It says, With my heart have I sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Halashuta. And verse 11 now says, Your word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. Palashuta yet again. To live the extraordinary life, to live the supernatural life, is by you hiding the word of God in your life, by you patterning, sorry, by you patterning your life according to the word of God. That your word, your life takes the pattern of the word. That your word, that the word of God shapes your life. That the word of God is the foundation for your life. That the word of God becomes the building block of your life. And verse twelve says, "Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me." Your status or your status, sorry. The extraordinary life. <laughs> so that we might be able to say, like Paul, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my word. Because now there remains a crown for me in heaven. That should be the, that's the testimony of an exceptional life of a supernatural life. 
The Bible tells us in Acts, after David has served his generation, do you know what it means? Do you know what it means to serve your generation? It means that you had something your generation needed and you actually lived out. That means you had something that your generation needed and you actually made sure that your generation benefited from it. You actually made sure that you made it available for your generation. So the Bible says that after David served his generation, he rested with his fathers. Those are men who live an exceptional life. There is a place in the book of Acts when Paul arrives. The Bible says, those men that have turned the world upside down are here. I'm paraphrasing it. They were actually referring to Paul and his associates as those who have turned the world upside down. But the truth is that they were the ones that were upside down. Because the truth, the Bible calls the church, said the church is the ground and the pillar of truth. So if they are saying Paul has turned the world upside down, it means they were upside down. They were seeing the world from upside down. These are the testimony of men who lived an extraordinary life, even to the point of death. Even to the point of death. A man who has an extraordinary, a man who wants to live an extraordinary life, a man who wants to live a supernatural life, a man who wants to live an exceptional life, must be a man who is even ready to give his life. must be ready to even get to the point of death. The question is, do you so much have faith in the gospel that you can die for it? Do you actually believe in God so much that you can die for what you believe? That you can actually die for God? You know what Paul said? Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. Those who live an exceptional life are people who have been crucified. Do you know what it means? They have been crucified. It means that Apart from my sinful nature of being crucified with Christ, it means that my desires, my wants, I have no choice again. All of myself have been crucified. You don't understand. In other words, the life I now live, I live by the faith in the Son of God. It means that I no longer exist. My no longer my desires no longer matter. My wants no longer matter. Myself no longer myself is dead. It means that myself is dead. That even if I am alive, I live by the faith in the Son of God. So a man who wants to live an exceptional life, a man who wants to live a supernatural life, who wants to live an extraordinary life, is a man who is ready to die to self. A man who is ready to say, it is no longer about me. It's no longer about my desires. It's all about the will and the desires of God. An exceptional man, a supernatural man, or a man that lives a spiritual life is a man that stays in the place of fellowship that stays in the place of koinonia that stays in the place of fellowship a man that stays in the secret place he is not on social media he is not on social media 24 hours a day his desire is to be in the presence of God his desire and his longing is for the presence of God not for social media not for followers and no connection his desire is to follow God and not to follow a celebrity Paul said that I may know you and the power of your resurrection. When you read Matthew 7, oh Shana Let's quickly go there. Matthew chapter 7. 
and, and we'll be closing. Oh, Matthew chapter 7. From verse 21. <laughs> now he says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall what? Enter the kingdom of heaven. Remember I told you something. I told you guys last week, right? I said that the kingdom of God is different from the kingdom of heaven. And I told you that the kingdom of God, we enter the kingdom of God by doing what? By accepting, by believing and accepting Jesus. Okay? Because Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3, he says, except you are born again, you cannot see what? The kingdom of God. So the requirement to see the kingdom of God is what? Being born again. Okay? So the moment you give our life to Christ, and we became born again, we were born of the Spirit, we entered the in fact, we didn't enter the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God entered into us. Because I think Luke chapter 7 or Luke chapter 9 verse 20 says that the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. So the kingdom of God is where? On your inside. So the moment you give your life to Christ, the kingdom, the dominion, the rulership of God came to dwell on your inside by His Spirit. But the kingdom of heaven, I will show you how to enter the kingdom of heaven. That scripture, it says, verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Now it says, but, when they say but, a but there means what? An exception, right? It says, but he who does the will of the Father in heaven. Did, did you see that? Did you see that? <laughs> so he said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does what? The will of the Father, where? In heaven. Who does what? The will of the Father, where? In heaven. So it means that sin entering the kingdom of God is not by works. It's by faith in Jesus Christ, right? But entering the kingdom of heaven is by your works. Help. So you enter the kingdom of heaven by doing the works of God. By doing the will of God. So Jesus is telling them that not all who come in Lord know that enter the kingdom of God, but he who does what? The will of the Father. Then he said, verse 22, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, we are, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? Verse 23, this is what I'm going to. He said, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. He will tell them, I never do what? Knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So, I was saying, I said, he now to live a supernatural life is a man of what? Fellowship. He's a man that dwells in the sacred place. See, when you go into the sacred place, you're not just going to know God and know God is knowing you. Because for every time you go to God's secret place, God searches your heart. And that shouldn't have been the the back. So it is it, 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 it is it is it is it is an exchange. It is an exchange. When you go into the place of fellowship, when you go into the place of, 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 of fellowship, of koinonia, of intimacy with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit rubs off on you. So as you are, as he reveals himself to you, your real nature is revealed to him. See, you can't hide your nature when coming from God's presence. Your nature is you are bare, you are naked, you are exposed when you come to the presence of God. So Jesus says something. He said, I do not know you. It means that those guys have not been fellowshipping. Listen, 
when you go to verse 21, he said, but he who does the will of my father will do what? And that, so it means those ones were rejected. Why? For not doing the will of the father, right? Now, in verse 22, he said, many, many will say, we prophesy and do many things your name. And he said, I do not know you. Those ones too were rejected. What were they rejected? It means that they did not know. And he did not know them, right? So, it means that the place of fellowship is the place where the will of God is revealed. So when you don't dwell in the secret place, see, you can be doing miracles, eh? you can be doing so many things, but as long as you were not in the secret place, as long as you did not receive it, as long as it was not revealed to you, as long as it is not in, from the place of fellowship, I tell you the truth, the master does not know you. I was doing a teaching on on, 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 on Zoom, my, my, my spiritual brother, my covenant brother, Apostle James, he invited me on Zoom and it was, he, he gave me a topic. He said, the place of love, the place of love in keeping the fire burning. And during that teaching, by the, the Holy Spirit dropped in my mind and the Holy Spirit told me something. He said that our manifestation, you know, many people they go to pray, give me power, give me power, give, give me the grace to heal the sick, give me the, no, 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 no. The Holy Spirit told me that all those manifestations are the byproduct of our fellowship. I, I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. He said, all those manifestations is what? The byproduct of what? fellowship with him because for every time you go to God you don't remain the same when you go up to, when you go to God there's a rubbing off God rubs off on you and that rubbing off on you is what you come at the people say as a manifestation Moses was able to to uh, turn his rod to a serpent right how was able before he, could he do it but the moment he went into fellowship, the moment he encountered God, the outcome of his encounter was what? Manifestations. The Moses Pharaoh knew before the encounter was different from the Pharaoh. No, it was different from the Moses he met after the encounter. Moses had been with God on the mountain for 40 days. And when he came out, people could not come close to him. He didn't even know why. But his face was shining. He he didn't want his face. He didn't he, he didn't trigger his face to shine. The face was just shining as a byproduct. That manifestation was a byproduct of him. He didn't even know he was manifesting it. Look at Peter. Peter told them when they were looking for people that will serve. Peter said, We'll select seven men among you. He said, But we will give ourselves what? Continually to the world and what? prayer what was the result he was walking and the shadow was healing people he didn't plan for his shadow to heal people you don't understand he was walking normally but his shadow was healing people why because of the place of fellowship so what you are looking for father give me power father give me miraculous give me the miraculous give me what you are looking for in prayer you only get it in fellowship So the man who wants to live a spiritual life is a man of prayer and of the world. 
Ah, he's the man of prayer and of the world. Oh, I refuse to live an ordinary life. Ah. I refuse to live an ordinary life. I refuse to live an ordinary life. I will fulfill God's purpose and agenda for my life. You know, many people, when you read First Kings, you will think that, sorry, Second Kings, I think, you will think that Elijah just woke up one morning. Are you listening to me? Just woke up one morning and said, There will be no rain. And after three and a half years, he will come back again and say, Let it be rain. If, if you read it from Second Kings, like that, it, it looks like that will happen. But when you go to James, James tells us that Elijah was a man of like passion. That means Elijah was a man like you and I. He said he prayed fervently that there should be no rain and there was no rain for three and a half years. And he prayed again and there was rain. So when you read, when you read the accounts in Kings, you would think he just said, hey, let there not be rain. But when you go to James, you will see that there was an investment of prayer. There was what? An investment of prayer. The supernatural life. The extraordinary life. The exceptional life. Is a passion. Is fueled by a lifestyle of prayer. By a lifestyle of prayer. Paul, Peter said, and we will give ourselves continually to the world and what? Prayer. Some people, it's so, it's so funny how some people don't pray and they want to walk in the supernatural. Ah, ah, ah. Even Jesus, for him to walk on water, had prayed for a, late hour, a long hour. Yeah, read the Bible. I think Luke has that or something. He said, Jesus had actually prayed. Some people, some school of theology says he had actually prayed for 12 hours. And what was the result of that prayer? Walking out of water. And Peter was able to tap into that grace by having faith in the soul. I choose not to live an ordinary life. It is an error for me to live an ordinary life. I know Shanamana could just better than So a woman of God wrote about uh, this man of God that just died. What's his name? Is this Cerulo or whatever they call him? Maurice Cerulo or something like that. She said that she, when they were planting their church in Chicago, that when the church was about to start, that she, an old woman was in the church praying. And they asked her, who invited you? How do you know we're going to have a service here? And she said, the Holy Spirit brought me here. And the woman became a part of the church and became a blessing to the church. Became what? A blessing to the church. And the woman, later, the woman, I think she died, yes, she was, because she was old. She told the woman something, the old woman told the woman something. She said that when you fast, if you declare three days fasting, and you are breaking between fasting, you are wasting your time. That the fast is supposed to go without breaking to the end of the third day. And what's the essence of the whole thing? The woman said, the woman that was writing the whole thing said, she didn't meet Maurice, Maurice Cerulos physically. Okay, but she met him through her disciple, the woman. Because he had mentored, he had discipled, she was 
he was her spiritual father. Why am I saying this? We are not supposed to pattern our life by the by the pattern of the world or by the celebrities. God has given us figures. God has given us men. God has given us men who have walked this earth. Men like Abraham. Men like David. Men like Isaac. Men like Jacob. Men like Moses. Men like uh, uh, Isaiah. Men like Elijah. Men like Elisha. Men like uh, uh, Jeremiah. Men like Nehemiah. Men like Ezra. Men like Matthew, Matthew Luke, John. Men like uh, 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 Stephen, men like Paul, men like uh, 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 John, men like uh, 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 name them. God has given us men, and God has given us the purpose too. Men like Pastor Priest, men like uh, uh, Kenneth Copeland, men, men like uh, Benny Hinn, <laughs> and some others who are not even popularly known. The Selmans, the Pastor Irene's, uh, uh, the Pastor Jerry Aces, uh, the, 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 the Dr. K's, the Jesus House. Many of them, God has given us many men like that. Who? We are supposed to pattern our lives. Paul told one of the churches, he says, Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Imitate me. What a bold statement. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Christ is our pattern. Bible says, Look it up to Jesus, the author and the finisher. Of our faith, Christ is our pattern. Ha. He calls him our protocols. Thank you, Jesus. I pattern my life according to the word, the word of God. <laughs> I pattern my life according to the word of God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Oh, thank you. Whenever I just begin to worship, I just begin to thank Him. Thank you for the words you've heard. Oh, we refuse not to conform to this world, but be renewed. Ha. We refuse to be conformed to the standards of this world. We refuse to live a normal life. But we are renewed. We are, we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. Ha. We are transformed and with the renewing of our mind. So we are conformed to the image of the Son. That he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Oh, thank you, Father. I will pray for the youth of the world. We pray the youth of this nation, the youth of the world, the youth of Africa, the youth wherever they are, that the spirit of the of the loss of the eyes, the loss of the flesh, and the pride of their of life be eliminated from their lives in the name of Jesus. That the hold of the loss of the eyes, that the hold of the loss of the flesh, that the hold of pride of life over your life be broken in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. We declare the hearts of many are turned back to you. That the hearts of many are turned back to you. That the hearts of many are turned back to you. That the hearts of many are turned back to you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, King of Glory. We worship and we bless your holy name. Thank you for this word that has come out expressly today. Oh, thank you because our lives are not remaining the same. Thank you for the lives of the hearers. That they will not just be hearers alone, but that they receive the empowerment uh, to be doers of it, oh Lord. Thank you, King of Glory. For in Jesus' holy name we have prayed. Amen.